an election mess, because, you know, we haven't had enough of that lately. And, like sand through the hourglass, this is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Sunday, November 8th. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. It is National Cappuccino Day, and you can tell that I've had one because I'm talking a lot faster than I usually do. Uh, so you have a cappuccino, and uh, you're going to feel as good as I do this morning. All right, uh, we've got a number of events to talk about today. Uh, what I'm going to do right now, actually, is break with the tradition and format of the podcast just slightly. Uh, usually, I, I talk about whatever national day it is, and then, you know, we take a little break and then we get into the events. Well, today I'm going to do something slightly different and tell you about one of the events, actually two of the events that happened on this day. Back in 1966, actor Ronald Reagan was elected governor of California. Now, Reagan, of course, went on to become president in 1980. He won re-election in 1984. In 1988, Vice President George H.W. Bush was elected as the 41st president. And, you know, because of what's been going on in the news, I wanted to play this clip of a speech that Ronald Reagan made the day after the election, talking about transition. Let me say that despite the long months of campaigning, the seemingly endless controversy, and the sheer human exhaustion of it all, choosing our leaders is, after all, a decision critical to our own future, to the future of this much-loved nation, and to the cause of human freedom. And that's why today Americans of every political persuasion and background can come together as one. All right, so yeah, he was talking about the transition from his vice president taking over. So there wasn't really a party transition per se. However, I think that that speech plays great for today. So that's why I wanted to throw that out there and, and, and break with our typical format. Hey, speaking of our typical format, we have the story of the Florida elections, the hanging chads. We'll talk about that coming up. admitted to the United States. It became the 41st state. It's known as the Big Sky Country, the Treasure State, the Land of the Shining Mountains, uh, the Last Best Place, a place with a ton of nicknames, home of Yellowstone National Park, and it's also home to Glacier National Park. Uh, Montana, uh, uh, happy birthday, I guess? Happy statehood day? Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, in, in 1932, during the Great Depression, Democrat FDR easily defeated Herbert Hoover to become the President of the United States. As we mentioned in previous podcasts over the last few days, he went on to four presidential terms. He died during his fourth term in office. In 1960, on this day, JFK was elected as the 35th President of the United States. We're going to be talking about his assassination on November 22nd. In 1965, on this day, Days of Our Lives premiered on TV. 
it's uh, been running since then. Uh, you can still catch uh, the Bradys and the Hortons and Bo and Hope and all those characters. Actually, I'm not sure if Bo and Hope are on there anymore, but you can check out Days of Our Lives each day on NBC. It's the only soap opera running on NBC since Passions was canceled in 2007. My wife always used to watch that and it used to drive me crazy. Uh, in 1966, actor Ronald Reagan was elected governor, as I mentioned in the open, and then in 1980, 88, George H.W. Bush was elected the 41st president. I mentioned that as well. Well, okay, the reason why I bring it up again is because George H.W. Bush's son ran for office in 2000. And we all remember the 2000 election. If you were around back then, it was a bit of crazy times, uh, to say the least. It made uh, this election look like nothing. Yeah, well, on Tuesday, the 7th of November, the race was close all night. Now, on the 8th of November, specifically at about 2.30 in the morning, Al Gore called George Bush to concede the election. Then he jumped in a limousine. He was in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and started his motorcade to the War Memorial Plaza, where he was going to address his supporters and let them know that they lost the election. However, as he was en route, he got a phone call saying that the lead in Florida had narrowed and the networks began to retract the projection that Bush won. So now Florida was too close to call. So instead of going out and speaking, he sent a surrogate out to say, well, you know what? It's too close to call. We're not uh, giving up just yet. He called George Bush a second time to retract his concession. So the presidency stood undecided. We didn't know who our next president would be on this day in 2000. Yeah, well, check this out. So there were 1,784 votes. That was the final count. That was the separation. Bush was ahead by just that much. So then they found some voting irregularities. Yeah, basically... Uh, what they do in Florida back then, and they don't do this anymore, thank goodness, was they actually punched the ballots with a hole punch. When you punch a hole in paper and there's a little piece of paper hanging out, that's called a chad. And nobody knew that. But nobody else really knew that that was called a chad until this election, and then we all started talking about it. Well, see, we were talking about hanging chads, because if the hole was punched but it didn't go all the way through, then the vote didn't get counted. It also, because of the way the ballot was set up, you didn't know who you were voting for, for president. So it was a very confusing system set up in Florida. And by November 9th, all of this was discovered. Lawyers were headed to Florida. All craziness was happening. And Gore's team requested a full hand count of presidential ballots in four counties within Florida. So lawyers are out there, people are watching all these counts, all this crazy stuff is happening in the state of Florida, and you know, the rest of the nation is just kind of wondering what the heck is going to happen. The uh, electoral votes, by the way, I didn't mention that, Gore was at 255, Bush was at 246, Florida had 25. So whoever won Florida was going to be the winner. So it went on and on and on, and they set a deadline to count the votes. Gore didn't like that deadline because he didn't think that they would be able to recount the votes by that time. 
So they went to the Florida Supreme Court to try to challenge this, and then it made it up to the federal Supreme Court. Anyway, fast forward to December 13th. Yeah, the election basically went on undecided until December 13th. The courts stepped in on the election. The Supreme Court decided that George Bush would end up with the state and therefore the election and would become our next president. And on that day, Bush received a second concession call from Al Gore. A really long election. So it makes this one look like nothing, right? Four or five days? Yeah, that's nothing. All right, let's move now to 2010. On this day, Conan O'Brien made his return to TBS. The former SNL writer and writer for The Simpsons was basically an unknown when he received Letterman's old show on NBC. But did you know that they never really committed to a contract? They basically had a rolling contract every few weeks with Conan because they weren't sure how he was going to do. Now, he did have pretty poor reviews and ratings in the beginning, but that definitely improved over time. And on September 27th, 2004, the 50th anniversary of The Tonight Show, uh, Jay Leno announced that Conan O'Brien would be taking over in five years. Okay, now I covered all of this on our September 27th podcast celebrating the anniversary of The Tonight Show earlier this year. So be sure to check out that show because I go into full detail on The Late Night Show Wars 1 and this one, The Late Night Show Wars 2. Conan was off the air from January 22nd until this day when he made his move to TBS. You could still catch his show on there. And if you haven't checked it out, he's got an amazing podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And I love that podcast. I listen to it every time it comes out. Okay, moving now to 2016. Donald Trump was elected the 45th president of the United States. He defeated Hillary Clinton on this day in 2016. All right, let's take a look at last year. We're going to move to a school that was doing a science experiment that started in 1976. Well, last year they checked in on this, and the science experiment... It was still going. It's a really simple science experiment. It's about food preservatives. And can a Twinkie actually last forever? Well, what they did was they took out two Twinkies. The teacher ate one. The second one was put in a case. And it's still at the school to this day. It started in 1976. They checked in on it last year. It was still there. And it's still there now. I would need it. I don't know if um, after seeing this experiment, I, I would eat any Twinkies. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. In 1975, actress Tara Reid was born. She turns 45. YouTube star Jasmine Thompson turns 20. Matilda Ramsey turns 19. And Gordon Ramsey turns 54. What a coincidence. Born on the same day as his daughter. That's your look at November 8th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,